First, first one, ever. Let's start with a little more energy. A little more <laughs> energy? What do you mean? It's your first fucking podcast. Yeah, I know, but I mean, okay, not enough energy. You're already giving me notes. Yeah. I mean, we have barely started, and you're already giving me notes. Mm, we can edit well, I out. wasn't really <laughs> thinking that I was going to do, hey, guys, welcome to the BirdCast. <laughs> this is Bert Kreischer, and I'm with my wife, Leanne Kreischer. How's no, that? I think you should you should have a catchphrase that you started off with. Like, but um ching There's a guy named Philip DeFranco has us. What's up, bastard bitches or something? What's up, sweet baby bastards? Uh, what's up, what the fuckers? What yeah, the fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what the, the fuck, f- whatever. Yeah. yeah, that guy. Rogan's, uh, Rogan's like, what's up, freak party? Or, you know, everyone's got their own little thing. Do they do? Segura's like, what's up, fucking people that shit in their pants and pull their jeans up high and tight? I don't know. That's his sense of humor. It's not mine. Jeans. What's up, jeans? I don't have that. You didn't tell me. Well, that's something you work. That's something you work on with your podcast. Is you work on a catchphrase. You didn't prepare me for that. I I am the queen of nicknames and catchphrases. I would have totally had one. Not the queen, clearly, because you just started your podcast with nothing. No, but I didn't know I needed that. What's up, rednecks? What's up, leantards? No. What's up, Leanecdotes? Leanecdotes? Come on. <laughs> What's up, Leantics? Oh, we're getting Gary for some Leantics. Wife of the partiers. Wife of the partiers. <laughs> Wife of the... Yeah. What? What's up, uh, fellow codependent females? Shut up. <laughs> I'm not a codependent female entirely. I'm only partially codependent. What's up, uh, but, but N.A.? That's not... I mean, I don't really... Okay, so a catchphrase will arise. I think a catchphrase, well, I'd, I'd feel it out. I never got one with, I tried to do Cogs in the Machine. But you go, hey guys, every episode. I do episode. hey guys, I do hey, hey guys, guys on everything. So can I go, hey gals. Ooh, that might be a little too on brand though. Is it too on brand? Because um, our brand is so similar. <laughs> our brands are identical. They are totally not. Um, but yeah, give it, give it, they've been waiting for this. There are a lot of people that have been waiting Well, I didn't know we were recording this. our intro because- It's already started. As like you, have, you, have you no, do. You have no sponsors. Huh? You have no sponsors. No, but you used to go, hey guys, the podcast today is blah, 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 and yeah. then start. Yeah. Well, oh, so, oh, so, but I think this is part of your thing is this is your intro and it goes right into it, right? Oh, really? I don't know. I, by the way, I'm, I'm taking control of your, I'm doing what I saw Rose McGowan do last night in that, in that, in What? I realized- Are you raping me? <laughs> Way to start off with a hot button topic in your podcast. I didn't realize that was what was happening from across the room. No, I I realized watching Rose McGowan's things that I do what she does. Which is? I, I steal thunder. Well, yeah. She does that with her family. I watched her do it with her brother. I watched her do it with her mom. I watched her do it throughout. By the way, I'm a big Rose McGowan fan after mm-hmm. watching that. Are I, you? Yeah, I, I really felt for her. Did you? Yeah, because I, I know what it's like to feel crazy. Yeah, you mean to feel like everybody else thinks you're crazy? Yep. 
and, yes. and to be saying something and no one's listening. Yes, I did see you in her in that as well. I really. Hey, would you grab me the other hat by any chance? Or just that hoodie. This hat's really tight. Shout out to Mike Calta show. But this fucking, that one's perfect. I want. I like wearing hats on the podcast. Why? Just in case I roll my eyes, no one can see it. Oh, that's much better. Um, but yeah, I, I, I saw myself a lot in Rose McGowan. Um, not to direct the your podcast, but I know that's something we watched last night, and I know it was very pivotal for you watching it and very emotional. Later that night, you you shared something with me that I thought I would definitely turn off your phone for your podcast. Okay, thanks. Um, but uh, but yeah, because I, I felt I felt. Crazy when that Jay Moore stuff happened. Right. I felt crazy. Yeah, I know. Oh. You know what happens? Um, I felt like that most of my childhood, right? Because yeah. my mom would say, today the sky is blue. And then the next day I would go, look at that blue sky. And she'd go, blue? Why would you ever think the sky's blue? It's clearly orange. And you're like, wait, no, I think it's actually blue. And she would fight with me about anything like that that ever happened so i grew up really doubting the truth because then you go well i i am i remembering this wrong am i having a bad like what's it called memory gaslighting gaslamping gaslamping is that yeah I we think talked it about is. that one night when yeah, we got we into a fight we did but you're gaslighting me you're gaslighting me gaslamping hot sauce, hot sauce, hot sauce. yeah right so yeah i know what you mean by feeling like everybody thinks you're crazy and you say, th- and you look crazy. She looked, yeah. I mean, I, I like, and I, I hope if Rose McGowan hears this, she hears that I'm talking about her in a positive light because I would hate to pile right. on. Because there's a lot of people piling on to her for a plethora of reasons that really bothered me. Oh, really? Well, I didn't miss that. I mean, I know she got arrested. She got arrested. She had a spy, uh, a Mossad agent, mm-hmm. was uh, f- folded her way into her life and was giving copies of her book to Harvey Weinstein so he could go out and undermine them. But why was she giving copies of her book to anybody? Because she also is like me, like a little bit broken. Like, there's look, I'm not... Like, I don't know. I just really identify with her in that documentary. And I liked that it was fucking dirty. I liked that it, she had control of it. Because if you had seen a network get control of it, it yeah. would have just, it wouldn't have been as good as it was. Why was it dirty? What made it dirty? <sighs> she decided to do her OTF in the bathtub. What's an OTF? An on-the-fly interview. So, like, oh. like an OTF is like... Hey, Bert, real quick, tell me what you think about uh, what's going on today. And you right. turn around, and the camera's there, and you're like, look, and it's just an on-the-fly interview. I, right. they, they've got another other names, but the first time I ever did a TV show, that was called an OTF. And she decided to do it in a bathtub with a turtleneck. She decided to shave her hair. Wait, what? She was wearing a turtleneck in a bathtub? Yeah, maybe this is your podcast. Maybe we should change subjects, because I feel like I'm directing... That's okay. Okay. But... Why was she we wearing should, a turtleneck in a bathtub? Was we he, should stop and okay. we should talk about what your podcast is going to be because people are listening. Are no, like, we'll do that. We'll, okay. we'll do that. Okay. We're okay. Um, she was in a bathtub in a tur- black turtleneck, black hair. Uh, like someone should have stopped her with her eyebrows and been like, yo, your eyebrows are super aggressive. Yeah, they were a little crazy. They look like seagulls about to hit my face. Yeah, they did not look natural. And and it's, which is, I don't know what it's like to lose your eyebrows, but. How, she lost her eyebrows? Who fucking draws them on like that if you haven't lost your eyebrows? Do you think she like left them in like a public restroom or? 
<laughs> Guys, get ready for a lot more of those antics. Shut up. On, you, we call them leantics. Those are called leantics when she drops one of those gems yeah, on you. That was funny. Come Usually on. they're better if you're having sex with her. Oh, uh, shut because up. Because Leanne does this thing where she likes to, uh, likes to, she gets silly and giddy right before sex. And likes to, like, that's what happened last night. I get really excited. What's wrong with that? I get, you, it's like getting an ice cream sundae. She couldn't stop fucking laughing. Yeah. What's wrong with that? That should be kind of flattering. You're a comedian. Don't you thrive on laughter? Not at that moment. Ah, oh, come on. I want to turn it off. <laughs> hey, so, uh, turn it so on. talk about, uh, I mean, these are the things that I think that you should talk about on your podcast, but talk about the thing you said to me last night, uh, midst uh love making the thing that you said the thing you said you go about rose mcgowan and what made you emotional in watching that because i think that's really cool well um i kind of had a realization right we were watching rose mcgowan and i still feel very much like she's very very broken right she has she, to be man 20 years not 20 years she fucking told everyone i was raped by this dude 20 fucking years no one believed her not only did no one believe her but they wrote her off entirely right they wrote her off in a business where it's super easy to write someone off yeah and that bothered me so fucking much yeah i got written off yeah yeah opie and anthony wrote me off Oh yeah, and I watched. Well, and they my, wrote you back in. Well, yeah, but it was yeah, but that's the cra- That's what makes you crazy. Yes, is that you go? Wait, did I imagine that? Like, I, it, it broke my heart because it was my favorite radio show. I remember. And then I was supposed to go do them in Montreal, and they were like, "No thanks." And shout out to E Rock. He came up to me drunk and was like, or maybe he was sober and just ballsy, and he was like, "Hey man, you're not allowed on because of because uh, of Jay." And I was sitting there and I was like, wait, what? I'm supposed to do it tomorrow morning. He goes, yeah, it's been canceled. Mm. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He was like, no, man. And he goes, I, I can't let you not know that this happened to you because it's such bullshit. We all feel it's bullshit, but it's that's just the rules. That's just, mm. you know, he called in and said, you don't have Bert on your show. You'll never have me on again or whatever. And uh, Boy, this has been knocking around your crawl all day, this, hadn't it? Yeah. Oh, really hardcore. Bothered hardcore. You, huh? It's part of the reason I ran seven and a half miles today. It's because I was fucking, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's even crazier. Sometimes you can manifest your own crazy because you get into that mode of, of realizing people think you're crazy or realizing people think you're lying. I think that you realizing people think you're lying and then magnifying that. And then you magnifying it. Like I have a problem with me. I do this thing. Um, I've done it my whole life. Do you remember when you found those jeans in my bag? Mm-hmm. Tell the story of that, if you could. <laughs> I was unpacking your bag to do laundry, and I found some women's jeans in your bag. And I was like, whose women's jeans are these? Sized cute. Size cute. Like cute sized. Yeah. Like they're not, not a fat. Well, they were my yeah. size. They've, I wore them for like two years. <laughs> so after. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, whose are these? And you were like, I have no idea. But immediately when you said that, I felt guilty. Right. I felt really guilty and I started giggling like I'm trying to get out of this. Right. And I felt like I had cheated on you. Like you got I genuinely believed I had cheated on you. I genuinely believed she's going to find out knowing full well I did nothing. But that's part of my personality. That's your brain, yes. Is my brain. 
I remember Blair and Jimmy had someone stealing money out of their drawer and they asked me about it. Blair and Jimmy were my roommates in college. They asked me about it and I immediately said, uh, I didn't do it. And they were like, well, we didn't ask you if you did it. We asked you, have you seen anyone go into our bedroom? And I was like, I, I don't go back there. And they're like, wait, I know we, we're not blaming you, but I immediately you were worked acting it, guilty. I worked it up guilty. so that they yeah. believed I did it. Yeah, and yeah. then two years later, I ran, I ran into Blair. We were in some bar in like West Palm or something. And I said, just so you know, I never stole that money. And he was like, we never thought you did. He's like, actually, we found out this other guy did it. You thought we thought you did it? And I was like, I thought I did it. <laughs> like that's the, that's part of the crazy. I watched Chappelle's special Killing Them Softly one time. And the best joke I have was, you know what cops hate when they when you touch their faces? Yeah. And I waited for him to say it. I waited. I knew he. I knew I had stolen it from him. I but knew you didn't. I, I know I didn't. But I waited for him to say it. I waited for my best joke that I had to be in a special. So why do you think you're like that? Because I have that a little bit too. I always feel like I'm about to get caught doing something bad, and I haven't done anything. That's because I was in trouble all the time with my mother. I couldn't, I couldn't look left or right without it being wrong. You realize so, your mom's going to listen to this podcast? Nah, she's not going to listen to it. It's, I don't really. I mean, you don't care. I, I don't. It's uh, yeah, fine if she yeah. does, but I highly doubt it. Leanne has a very complicated relationship with her mother, or not. Actually, you can see it as very not no, complicated. It's pretty simple. Yeah, they don't speak. It's pretty plain. <laughs> clean break there's nothing there <laughs> i appreciate all she did for That's me your relationship with your dad pretty complicated he's dead wait it's not complicated at all <laughs> all right um why do i do that what caused that in your brain did you get in trouble with teachers or something did you get in trouble with your dad or your mom did you lie to get out of stuff and then all of a sudden now you don't know when you're lying and when you're not i love who what i don't know I really don't know. I wish I knew. You know, in that Jair podcast, he said something that was pretty pretty much an indication of why you do that. Oh, I wasn't listening to anything negative about me, but keep going. <laughs> exactly. One of the things was is that you bend the rules. The rules apply to you, and the rules could be different today than they were yesterday, but you make them apply to you. That could be one. And maybe part of the reason I got into stand-up. Of course. I think I don't, I like, I definitely don't lie when I tell a story, mm -hmm. but I, I, I shave, Tom, Tommy used to always say, I shave off the hard edges. Mm -hmm. Like I, sh I definitely, I definitely cut corners with the truth or you to make it, to get a laugh, corners, to get a laugh. Or you add a corner or, or add a corner where it yeah. isn't necessary. Add an right. eye look or, right. you know, it's, it's, there's, there's a, a shiftiness in telling a story and making a story good. And I think all great storytellers do it. Um, some do it more so than others. I'm, I'm someone like now that I've been, you know, uh, the older I've gotten in comedy, I, I've had people come up and I think since I've told some good stories, people have come up and been like, what do you think of this guy? And I'll say, I like him. And they'll go, you know, you know, he's lying, right? That's a lie. That never happened. Mm -hmm. It's happened with like three. They've talked about three comics that they're like, that fans are like, you know, that those are lies. And I go, well, yeah, obviously. Like, clearly I knew that was a lie. And they're like, yeah, well, I just wanted you to know I knew it was a lie. And I know a guy that knew him and he, he said it was a lie. I think because the machine story got proven true, I think a lot of people are like, I think that redefined the way a lot of people saw my storytelling. They're like, oh, fuck, these are true. Right. You know? Well, I'm not sure that most comics get on stage and tell true stories. I think they should. I, why should they? 
should why aren't they supposed to be writers of jokes so if you write a joke there's two different ways to skin that cat right well, yeah, no, one I, way is to skin it based on your reality and one way is to skin it based on your imagination entirely no you right? you can totally i think i think that there is a diff- different vested interest that fans have mm-hmm. in a story that's not true. Well, of course. Like they just go, okay, I get what this we're doing here. This entertainment for yeah. entertainment. I get it. No, sake. no, no. It's very cute. Right. I liked it. Right. But, and I think they leave it at that. Right. I think when they find out someone like Joey Diaz has genuinely been to prison, mm-hmm. they go, whoa. I think it's, it's, sure. I know that I get a little more invested. I go, whoa, I want to, like, and I think also part of me was like, that's why I was drawn to guys like John Belushi or Chris Farley because they really had drug problems. Like they were really broken artists. <laughs> that was really good for you. That's like I good. just, I just was Excellent drawn mentor. to them. <laughs> I was like, I was like, those are the guys I like because they're wearing everything on their sleeve. Their their vulnerabilities are real. Their vulnerabilities are accessible for me yeah. who had vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. And I go, that's the kind of guy I would be. I would be a guy that... Is an addict. Yeah. I think I romanticize that a tad bit. Yeah. I definitely romanticize it. I still romanticize it. Right. I still romanticize it. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I wish I could figure out, get back to the core of what it was that made me immediately feel guilty whenever anything happened or caught or caught yeah i think you feel caught or guilty yeah trapped well jair also said you have a bit of a criminal mind but you have such good ethics so i wonder if you if you get confused sometimes because you're a really ethical person you you have great morals and you're really ethical you know what i mean so i wonder if that part of your personality that bends the rules doesn't exactly match that part of your personality that's very much follows the rules you don't ever but I follow drink the rules. and drive I you follow don't the ever rules. i follow the rules on super strict things like like uh, when we were snowboarding eddie f was like how come you don't cheat how come you don't you don't get pussy like not not saying that he cheats on his wife but like how come you never was ch- were chasing pussy how come you never were on the road chasing pussy and i was like i don't know i was like i really don't know i don't really have an answer because you follow the rules. I think the rules are for me when it comes to f- females is you fall in love. Right. And that's how you operate with girls. You don't, I don't think I ever found the value personally in a frivolous relationship. Mm-hmm. I think cause I'm too sensitive and I get too emotionally invested. Yes. I would imagine that's it. Um, I would imagine that is exactly it. I'm super sensitive. Yes, you are very uh, can be quite emotional shut up <laughs> you can yeah very much. i'm obsessive compulsive yes i think a lot of people don't know i mean a lot of people probably do know that about me but I'm, I'm i get very obsessive compulsive i overthink something i can't let it go it's the reason the girls make fun of me is especially when i'm working on a joke i will talk to myself yeah and i'll be like like today i said uh you mumble today i said uh uh, what did I say in the pool? Uh, T minus. And Ida goes, what? <laughs> I heard her. And I, and I go, what are you saying? And she was like, what are you saying? I was like, I'm trying to work a joke out in my head. But yeah. So if I'm the wife of the party, why do you think I married you? Oh. Because I don't party, arguably. Yeah, I've seen you party probably four times. Yeah, I don't really party. Why do? You, why did you marry me? Well, I asked you first. I think you were getting older. <laughs> I was 
31 when I met you. You were getting older. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I think you had I think you had a pocket two seven and you were looking What's at that t- pocket two seven. It's a poker reference that no one's gonna get. I don't know. But I think I don't know. I think I really don't know. I think you saw that. I really don't fucking know. You have no I've, idea? Look, I've, I've said this to you a number of times. I don't know why you married me. No? I really don't. Like, I know why I married you. So that must be an interesting perspective if you sit there and go, why did you marry me? You I really always think like I that? always think you made the wrong decision. Really? I always think, I, I've thought, I've thought before. I don't think all the time, mm-hmm. but I've thought before that sometimes you settled for me. What? Yeah, I've thought Aww, that. Aw, babe, that's not right. No, but not. I'm not in a, like a victimy way. I'm very happy that I got you. Look, I'm, look, <laughs> look. If if fucking Christy Teigen settled for me, I'd be like, yeah, cool. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> like I'm. I don't look at you as like I didn't settle for you, so I don't really care if what reason you chose me. As long as you're here and I get you, then part of me is like, I'm cool with it. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, no, I like. I just don't think that part of me goes. I don't know if. Uh, I don't want. I don't know. I don't want to know. I'm just I don't know. I don't want to know. I'm not going to ask too many questions. They let me into the club. I'm in the VIP. I'm super cool. I'm super happy. It's unlimited drinks. Let's just wait till they shut down shop and then we'll leave. <laughs> That's actually pretty accurate. I've, I'm not an easy person to be married to. No, you're not always. But no, no, hold person. on. Not, not even always. like, I think we're candy coating that a tad bit. No, no, that's not true. Because if you were absolutely not easy to be married to, I wouldn't be married to you. No, but this goes back to the, this goes back to the, uh, what's, uh, what's her name? The Rose McGowan thing. Why? Is I, cause I watched her interact what do you and mean? I was, and I kept saying, God damn it. I'm so much like her. Like for instance, you've been doing this 21 day fix. You've been losing weight. You've been working on yourself. Everything since that goddamn Jair podcast, you've been focused on getting yourself on track. Right. Okay. You're 47. Yeah. And finally we're getting you on track. Right. My, our whole fucking lives has been spent on getting me on track. Right. Getting me more money on the road, getting me well, on a TV show. That's and sort so, of true, but, but not no, but that's entirely. so who you are. You, you support. The guy you support me right. in every capacity. You worked at the at the fucking apartment buildings. Apartment buildings for how long? Uh, ten years. I was there. We were together for I don't know how long we were there. Probably seven, S- six, seven or eight years. And you worked there to pay our rent and our nanny, and we got no money any uh, after that. After right, that, right, right. And so then we lived off of what I made on the road, seven hundred bucks. Right. For how long? I mean, for fucking for four years. years. Yeah, for a while. Till Isla was four, so so six years. Do you realize how many few people would have done that? Do you know how much you in love you have to be with someone to do that? But you I know, would not have done that for you. <laughs> well, I, I might believe that. But I think that's part of the problem also in in the world is that people don't have enough of a belief in something bigger than themselves. You know, I'm not a religious person. But I do have a lot of faith in uh, the universe and in and um, and in God. But I don't. I'm not really religious. Yeah. But I I really had a belief in what we were doing. I believed that what you were doing. I didn't even believe in it. I did though. And having that belief makes it more unshakable. And if you go like, you know what, this is, we are going down this path. He is working every day to go down this path. He, we're not down the path yet, but I see him working every single day that I can get behind. 
if you had been a complete shit and done absolutely nothing, I couldn't have gotten behind that. It was really hard to work that job for that long. It was a miserable, terrible job. And I was about broken by the time I got to quit and we moved here. But I never, I've told you this a million times. I believed in you from the first time I saw you do stand up. And I, you mean the time you told me, I think you're smarter than that. Yeah, but yeah, well, you were smarter than that clearly because you started writing better. So I was helpful. I believed in you from the first time I told you, I think you're better than the material you talk about on stage. But you were just lazy. You were just being really lazy and there's no place for lazy. Um, I wasn't lazy in our relationship and I expected you no. not to be lazy either. Yeah. So you stopped being lazy. You yeah. started really writing and that I could really get behind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I was a I wrote romantic comedies and comedies, so I understood humor, I think more than the average girl. And I you know, grew up with a you know, every time I was with my dad, I was with a pack of men. And so I'm very kind of dude that way. I don't have a yeah. problem with a lot of stuff a lot of girls have a problem with. Uh -huh. So I think it was just kind of a good match. I'm just the right temperament. So then let's talk about the opposite side. Mm -hmm. Why do you, how, how do you see yourself the wife of the party? What's it like being married to someone? Like I listened to, I listened to Tom, just someone asked Tom one time, uh, and it, it kind of hurt my feelings a tad bit. Cause I, I thought, I thought I definitely still think the guy's my friend, but he was like, why would you be friends with Bert? And I was like, that's an odd question. I, I thought we were friends. Like, right. And Tom's like, I don't think I understand the question. He's like, well, why, like, why would you be, how can you be friends with a guy like Bert? And Tom was what like, what was he implying? I guess that, I don't know. That I really you're an don't asshole know. Asshole, or that you're high maintenance. It or... hurt my feelings. So I listened oh, yeah. to it, and I was like, I was like, wait. And by the way, I, I, I don't. The guy's definitely not, not my friend. Like, we don't like hang out. I've just been on his podcast a couple times. But, but you're um, friendly. But I, yeah, like if I saw him, I'd hang out with him. But I guess my personality to that guy. Um, is just unbearable. Like it's just, uh, it's, it's like too much. It's too much. Like how could you be? How could you be around that? Right. Like don't and and Tom is self declared and, and probably I, I know this, but I mean he said this. He's not a very like social dude. He doesn't. No, he wants to go home. That's his opening joke in a special. Is don't you ever been somewhere and you're like I just want to go home. Yeah. And Tom is a homebody. Yeah. Pushes a homebody. They like being home. They like they like their family. They like being with each other. Yeah. They're kind of normal, regular. They're very regular people. He doesn't yeah. do meet and greets. Yeah. He doesn't hang out at the bar afterwards. He doesn't like, like, and I heard Tom defend being my friend and I was caught off guard and he just said, I, li I like him. I like his personality. I like being around yeah. his large personality. And he was like, I guess I can see how people wouldn't like that, but I really enjoy it. Like right. it's fun to be around. Right. Um, and I think, you know, I think he's he jokes about it. Like I heard him talk on Rogan about how, like what it's like to be with me in a group. And I'm very loud in a group. I'm very, very loud in a group. Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't treat anyone like a stranger ever. And I think, and I, and I, I think Tom said to me a couple times in that, in, in that trip, he was like, um, he's like, I th he's like, you're in your natural element in like a large group of strangers. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, this is insane to watch you behave like this because it. if I didn't know you, I would assume everyone would find it obnoxious, but everyone likes you. 
Like I would, if I didn't know you, I'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? But for some reason you're making friends with everybody. Right. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, I never really thought about that. So I, I think I'd pose the same question to you that this person asked to Tom, why would you marry someone like me? Like, what is it about you that would find someone like me who's loud, obnoxious, brash, um, gregarious, childlike, immature? Like, why would you marry someone like me? I don't think I've ever asked you this. Well, I think you have a really big heart. And I've told you this part before. I had this uncle, this adopted uncle, George. You remind me of him so much. And I absolutely adored him. So whatever it is in your personality worked for me when I was a kid because I loved that guy. He was big. He had a big barrel chest. He didn't play by the rules. He was loud. He always had a beer in his hand. He had like a Coke machine in his workshop that had beer in it. So when you push the button, a beer came out, which is something you would have totally done back in the 70s, you know? Mm, Yeah. I always was drawn to him. I always really adored him. You know, we'd camp at the river, and he was the guy that would hide the cherry bombs in the fire and then light them when everybody went to sleep. And he was a trickster, and he drove some people crazy. He drove my Aunt Carol insane. I drive your Aunt Carol insane. And Exactly, because she's not drawn to that type of personality. But if... If he was around, I wanted to be wherever he was. Which is so interesting. And by the way, I apologize if it sounds like we're dissecting our relationship on my wife's podcast <laughs> okay. but i do i do drive you crazy sometimes sometimes you do well you know what i only saw my uncle george here and there yeah i didn't see him every day i don't see you every day either and you don't <laughs> drive me crazy all the time i drive you crazy a lot but sometimes i go sometimes i go i can't believe he he is in his own world that much when you really just really are um but I think I've, I think we're in a great place lately we're a, for a, wait, for a while. Were we not? Well, I mean, I don't think you're. I'm like, oh, you're driving me crazy. Oh, all lately the time. we're been. I think, I, sadly, I, I mean, I, I think once you started the 21 day fix, there was a, once the Jair podcast happened. I was gonna say you it was you, you that, really yeah. kind of started blossoming again, saying like that was a wake up call for me. I think I think I didn't realize. I am, I, I, my instinct really is to make sure everybody else is okay before I'm okay. Yeah. But that's not healthy. That's not put your own oxygen mask on first at all. So when he did that podcast, I have done nothing but soul searching since then. Anyone who doesn't know about the Jair podcast, I would go back and listen to it. It's on Burkast. It's a few, six episodes ago. Jair is a behavioral, uh, analyst analyst. And he, you take a test. And you, there's a, I think there's a code on that podcast. If you want to get the code and do the test yourself, but he basically whittles down what what your it is. I think. Yes. And and it it really registered with Leanne, and she started crying, and uh, and it registered with me more on Leanne's side. And I think we kind of focused on how do we get how do we write your boat. And right. I, ever since that, I think we've really been in a great way. I think I've also been a lot different. I think I've helped. You a have lot. been yeah. a lot different. I think I, I listened to what you needed a little differently when I heard another man say. This is what she needs. Right. It was really powerful. But it, what? Nothing. I was, no, I was going to say one of the things that would be really interesting is for you to have, um, and, and it doesn't need to be every episode. I think you having your friends on this podcast, you having, um, like I'd love to hear Sandy and Kathy on the podcast. That would be one of my, 
Like Sandy, for those of you who don't know, is one of our my, one of my favorite human beings on the planet. Yeah, she's she is uh, an immigrant. When I say that, like a legit. She's a refugee. refugee. She was a refugee from Vietnam, mm-hmm. came over in a boat. When like, she was seven. And this is all stuff she would never share with you, but you could definitely dissect if you listen to her accent. <laughs> yeah, it won't be hard to miss. She is, uh, and she's... She's one of the she, most positive people on the planet. She has had probably person. one of the roughest lives you can ever imagine, yeah. and you would never get it no, from her. No, she's amazing human. And, and Kathy's you, pretty amazing, too. Kathy's fantastic. It's two. She's uh, a great. Kathy Lennon, yeah. There's yeah, a, the people Leanne will have on here are her, are her best friends, and I yeah. think those conversations will be very revealing and interesting. I think you'll hear sides of myself and sides of their husband and sides of men in general mm-hmm. that, you, that will be open honest and unfiltered but another thing i'd like to see on this podcast is i'd like to see you have other people where you go why did you marry him like i would love to see that i would love what, to, what do you mean meaning like like me like why did you marry me like i'd love to see you have patty billy gardell's wife on mm-hmm. i'd love to i'd love to see you have i mean that this will never happen but like rogan's wife on mm-hmm. and I, adam carolla's wife on Right. Like, and just go like, like how, how do you compartmentalize right. being married? No, I mean, and then that's not the theme of your podcast. No. But they'd be great but guests. from time to time, yeah. Where I'd love to mean. hear you. I'd love to hear those people. Because it is a compartmentalization. That is exactly right. If you're not good at compartmentalizing, you would never last. I don't think with a rock star either. I think rock stars and comics are very similar in their personality types. They don't play by the rules. They don't They don't like authority. They don't like people telling them what to do. But when you're in a family, there kind of has to be some rules. I mean, that kind of needs to be bedtime. And there's shit that my has favorite, to be done. My favorite and, get for you would be Rita Wilson. Oh, you should have, you know, you should have on? Hey, fucking push no yeah well definitely have push on definitely she's hard to book she won't even do my fucking podcast she's already offered to do mine are you fucking kidding me whatever um, real power that's christina p na 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 um what's the my big friend greek wedding oh nia yeah have nia verdellos on oh maybe she's an interesting person she's a very nice person yeah. She's a really good. You would definitely need me to co-host that with you. being. Why? Because she loves uh, you. <laughs> I know celebrity. <laughs> well, yeah. We can do it. We can. You know, we can do it. Do I have? I want that on my podcast. To be honest. With what? You. Nothing. I'm starting to get booking. With Nia and, booking jealous. And Ian? Yeah. If we did like a wine drinking Nia and Ian, I'd want that on my podcast. Oh boy. Give you the fucking numbers. Well, um, yeah, it would be interesting to talk to another wife of another comic. It would be cool as as like as not. Look, don't do what I did, and that was, I'm guest dependent. A lot of guys will tune into my podcast depending on the guest. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I would say probably a hundred. It's, it's tough to say, but like there's a couple hundred thousand, hundred thousand, anywhere in between there that'll that'll dial in. No matter who I have, it's me and you. They dial in, mm-hmm. and then there's fucking three hundred, fucking five hundred, seven hundred that'll t- tune in if it's me and Tommy and Joey, or me Tommy and Ari, or you know if it's like the people they love. Well, I don't I'm blame them. Really I don't blame wor- them. I'm the same fucking way. But I'm not really worried about that. I would so no, much. but yeah, I would. I would keep it you and your base group of friends, and spike every now and then with a with with a special with, guest. Yeah, bring in someone and bring them into the group. Yes, I, you know? that, that's what I plan on doing. We've got four mics. Let's use them. Totally. I'm fine with that. 
I have a great group of women. This was moving to the Valley was probably one of the most important things that happened to me. Well, you got to describe that to your listener because a lot of listeners don't know the Valley or what that means. Okay. So we were living in Hollywood and I was working full time and you were on the road and I have friends. I have good friends. I mean, I have friends that I still have. I haven't lost friends from moving but I didn't have friends like this we're all we moved to the San Fernando Valley and all our kids went to the basically same. that means Hollywood's on one side the valley's on the other side and the hills separates them the hills is where all the money is the Hollywood Hills yeah and so the Hollywood is where all the cool young people live and the valley technically is where the old all the old lame writers no, live it's where family you, you it's, it's where you go to raise a family where really. the lame live and so we moved out to the valley. I remember the first time we came out and saw this house, which, by the way, should definitely do an episode about how to renovate a house or how to refinance and renovate a house. Or you should do episodes like that. I would shoot your shotgun scatter all over the place <laughs> and do all the shit you love or fascinates you. Right. I would I would really take a page from Joe Rogan in the sense that, and I know you're not a huge listener to the Rogan, I don't even think you've listened to one episode I of Rogan. I have. I listened to Leah Remini. Did you really? Mm-hmm. And well, I've listened when you've well, been Well, with on. Joe's, you've never listened to one I've been I on. have. I haven't listened to a whole episode, but I've listened to parts of it. But the thing it's Joe It's too did, long. I don't have three hours to listen. Well, everyone listening right now listens. There's a guy that's blowing glass that listens. I know all these because they always tell me, I blow glass. Doing another podcast would be great for me. Tell Leanne to start her podcast. <laughs> oh my God, I drive a forklift. I know that you talk about the guy that drives forklifts. You got to talk about what I do. Like, <laughs> And so... so uh, but what Joe did, and and uh, well, if you're interested in a in a subject or a topic or a person, you're always going to be engaged. Yeah, the problem is I'm probably curious. only interested in stand up. Yeah, because you're obsessed with stand up. I'm obsessed. But with But I I'm interested in a lot of things. I'm interested in learning. I like learning stuff. Like you know, in the episodes I've I've already... I would have never had Jair on. Oh, I loved that. I Look how much I learned. Been. I learned so much. And I feel like I've been in this hardcore, intense learning period since he left. I couldn't get past the fact that he didn't know who Bill Burr was. Well, that should be a great indication of uh, he's not here for the wrong reasons. You, you, you should follow your passion with this podcast and have everyone you've ever wanted to interview on this podcast. Have your friends? Yes. Have some wives that are similar to you that have... Uh, husbands that are larger than life yes have fucking a, a, a th- you have your therapist on have a dream interpreter have all the shit a that you f- well, i don't know i'm just i don't talking. dream you still dream oh you're a jerk <laughs> what about ponies and shit <laughs> right now guys you're listening to leanne do the act i'll be putting on my hour special <laughs> you're <just> welcome <laughs> it's a preview <laughs> a much improved preview but keep but just do like do that and make it don't ever worry about numbers just make it about no the i'm not worried about that about this being a project that you're passionate about well i'll tell you, you what about. i'll tell you why this is happening okay i talked about doing a podcast last summer recorded a couple episodes and one episode i wasn't super thrilled about never did it again because so i was like oh it's kind of lame i don't really know what i'm doing never mind right so meet with Jair Jair points out that I all but completely neglect myself Mm -hmm. and I thought you know I'm gonna do that I'm gonna commit to that and I'm gonna follow through on that because I keep 
quitting on myself because of the stuff he was talking about of me not valuing myself the way I should. And I think a lot of women in my age can relate to that because especially if you had kids late like I did. I mean, I had my first kid. I was 33. So I had a career before that. And then I stopped my career to raise kids, which I'm actually really good with. I would never have missed a minute of raising my children. But it does, it does, it's an interesting kind of dichotomy because you go, all my value or a lot of my value is based on this, all these achievements. And now my biggest achievement is I, I mopped the floor before the dog ate the shit off of it. You know, it's, it's a different the value system is is fucked up because you're going like really this is this is my value my value is i take out the garbage before the garbage man picks up the can you know that sucks i don't want that to be who i am but that's kind of who you have to be when you're raising kids but it's just a weird psyche thing it gets in your head or it just did for me so i think i i had forgotten a big piece of who i was before I went on this journey of having children. So I thought, you know what? I've always been really curious. I've always wanted to learn. I love talking to people. Mm-hmm. I love listening to people, like like a back and forth. I don't like just talking. So, and I have so many interesting people that are in my circle. So, and you know, we were getting, what's the matter? You're <laughs> laughing at me. Why are you laughing at me? What? I'm sorry. Keep going. All my, I, I actually heard my brain say, what does this have to do with me? <laughs> you fucking I asshole. I halfway there. You're I was such like, an asshole. Wait, keep going. I apologize. Keep going. My brain was going. What, what are we, wait, what are we talking? Is she bringing this back to you? <laughs> I thought, Bert, you fucking narcissistic yeah, asshole. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, keep going. I apologize. Keep going. I don't even really know no, what no, I was no, saying. No, 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 no. I don't want to. What wanna... I was saying, what my point is, is this. We were getting a lot of responses when I was on, even with Jair, of women saying, I feel the same way. I know exactly how you feel. I relate to exactly what you're saying. I feel this. I feel all the things you're feeling. So I thought, well, then I, if I would like a podcast where I could sit down and listen to women in sort of the same place I am, talk about whatever. You know, it's like going to lunch with people and talking about whatever. There definitely aren't a lot of 47-year-old moms doing podcasts. I don't think so. And I mean, there, there are probably a few, but there's a lot less than 45-year-old comics. Yes. Like, there's a lot of what I'm doing in well, the field, and I, which is fine, which is totally fine. By the way, I do my podcast because I enjoy it. I enjoy right. getting to sit down and talk to Sean Patton for two hours. Right. He makes me giggle. I, I really enjoy that guy. He makes me think. Right. Ron Funches, I, you know, I walk away and I go, wow, it's, I'm, I feel blessed to meet a guy with such a loving heart. Right. Just such a great, solid guy. Yeah. I tried to subtract all the ones that bored the living fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. And the, the way they'd be like, hey, what about this guy? And I'd be like, sure, I need a podcast. And then I'd sit there and I go, so tell me, when did you, did you start an improv? And he'd be like, oh, yeah. Hmm. You're like, oh, cool. I got involved with UCB. How is that? Did you do UCB? And you'd be like, <laughs> no. So, I, yeah, but there's very few of you. What are you looking at your watch for? I'm just checking our time. Yeah, it was almost about an hour. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but we should do, we should, we should, 
Stretch it out, Ted. You think so? Well, yeah. I think okay. an hour 30 is good for your first podcast. We're I'm at 42? 42 minutes. Jesus Thank Christ, you, Deanne. Um, so, yeah, I think what you're doing is is uh, fantastic. I mean, it's it's meant to be fun. Not, I, I mean, I may get, we may get deep from time to time. But my, my intention is not for this to be like spirituality or deep thoughts or well, one of the things you know, you had solving said, world problems. One of the but, things you had said, which I thought was cool, mm-hmm. was that you are on this journey a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, and, and you are reading books and you don't mind reading books and, and sharing with your friends and sharing with the people listening and going, this is what's really cool about this book. Or discussing. I love discussing You're ideas. You're in that Brene Brown book that is... Brene Brown? Brene Brown, mm-hmm. which is f- fucking... It's gnarly. a great book. So let's give some hints on the stuff we'll be hearing in the future episodes. For instance, 888. Tell me what that is. Right. Um... Well, I was reading a book about sleep, The Sleep Revolution by Ariana Huffington, because I do not sleep enough. And uh, in one of the podcasts coming up, we have a discussion about exhaustion as a mom and how exhaustion is kind of built in. I mean, even from, I don't think we talk about this, but I mean, you don't sleep for the first year the kid's born. I mean, exhaustion is just built into the job. So, but what the long-term effect of that is and... And so after that podcast, I was like, I'm going to read a book about sleep because I am exhausted all the time. And one of the things she said is that, I mean, obviously you're supposed to sleep eight hours a day, but I didn't understand the detriment of sleeping only six and a half hours a day. I sleep four sometimes. I know. It's not good for you. My sleep's pretty fucked up. So I guess if you sleep like six and a half hours a day, it's the same as missing like one day of sleep. If you miss just that little bit of sleep. So anyway, one of the things, one of the principles they said in the book wasn't really even a principle. It was a quote from pre-industrial revolution America. Before, you know, we were industrialized, we had very different types of jobs. They were much less intense, maybe. So the 888 was eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, eight hours for whatever I want. And I, when I read that, I thought... Jacking off in lollipops. <laughs> that's not what I thought. That's going to be the name of my next special. I thought, um, what that's really balanced, right? It's three, it's three equal parts. That's really, really balanced. So what I started doing, which I thought was really cool, this is how it affected me, is that I went, okay, I look at my whole every waking hour as work. Mm-hmm. That's what I look at it as. I got to the garbage. I got to do the dishes. I got to pick up. I got to drop off kids. I got to prep for Girl Scouts. I got to work out. I got to walk the dogs. All of it had the same value system. They were all work. And when I started breaking my day into 888, I went, oh, actually, I enjoy walking the dogs. So that's not work. That's part of the eight hours of whatever I want. That's cool. Oh, actually, I enjoy working out. So that goes in the eight hours of whatever I want. So it made me start looking at my day not like the whole day was just so packed and overwhelming. There's so much work. It made me, once again, compartmentalize my day where I went, okay, this time out right here is for me. Okay, then help me break down my day. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I spend two hours working. I think I spent, like today I probably spent 10 hours sleeping. You slept a lot. I slept until noon. 11.30. 11.30. We went to bed at 11. Yes. So it's up 
probably 12 hours sleeping. 12 well, I woke up hour. for the blood moon. You woke up for the blood moon. We were up for like an hour then. So I made a juice. Made a juice, went back great. to bed. It was really great. And um, <laughs> and then and then and then I got out. I get online. I shoot a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. See, the problem with me is that I, what I do, I don't count my Insta stories or Instagram but you videos. Don't, maybe you don't need to do that because you don't do the monotonous bullshit that I have to do. Like, and you then I get on the treadmill the and, I, and I, I, I walked for three miles. I walked at like a 4.5 for three miles and I, I reworked this joke. But see, that's work. But well, you yeah, really no. enjoy that. I love it. I think for you, you may not need that paradigm. But yeah, but I think that if I had a hobby, I'd be healthier. Like when I snowboard, I don't think about work. Right. Like when I, and snowboarding is one of my biggest hobbies. You know that. Yes, it's big. Um, but like, I think that, I think it also keeps me really healthy. Yeah, of course. Because I go, I'm not going to party tonight. I'm going to, I want to get up and get snow, go snowboarding. Yeah, Part of me thinks I feel like I need another one. I want to go bring my golf clubs too. Right. Like when I'm going to Charlotte. I was like, maybe I'll bring my golf clubs and go golfing, but I don't. But I have intimacy problems, so I don't want to hang out with strangers. Right. I don't want to talk to three fucking dudes. Yeah. One of might which go like, Ooh, oh, bro, it's a machine. Oh, we're gonna do shots today, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just golf playing golf. I'm trying to be healthy. I'm not what you think I am. I'm a phony. I'm a regular person too. Well, what's a solitary thing you can do warm weather? Sleep. 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 Jack That's off. not really Jack a off. hobby. Not Jack a hobby. Sleep. Not sleep. a hobby. That's a dysfunction. Not a hobby. If that's your hobby, that might be dysfunctional. Like, how many times until it's not a hobby? <laughs> it I might know. be one of my hobbies it on the road. It might be a hobby. Oh, well. Um. So anyway, I don't know that that paradigm would apply in your it life. It doesn't apply so to everyone, but that's an no, interesting. It, it was an interesting thing me. you said to me is eight, eight, and eight. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like it too because then I look at my day differently. Can't believe you have sixteen hours to do whatever the fuck you want. Well, eight of those are supposed to be work, but for you, work is the same as whatever the fuck I want. Work, you don't do you don't do shit you don't want to do. Oh no, I don't. I don't get high when I wake up. I want to. <laughs> That doesn't count. I'm talking about 99% of the world does shit not they don't want to do. Not getting high is part of work for me. Yeah, but I'm not talking about you right this minute. Oh, okay. I'm talking about oh, the people sorry. who might be listening who are doing shit they don't want to do. That's my problem. When I don't have a work day, I just go, oh, oh why, why wouldn't we have a cocktail? Once again, you're talking about you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So then let's talk about the Brene Brown book. Brene. Brene. Brene Brown. Brene. Brene Brown. Brene Brown. What's that one? It's called Braving the Wilderness. Oh, is that the girl that walked to Oregon and in Reese Witherspoon's shoes? No. No. Different girl. Who's Brene Brown? How do I know her? She's from Texas. She is um, a very renowned speaker. Yo, shout out to Brene Brown. Can you guys hit her up, please, real quick? Uh, give an at mention to Brene Brown and me. Don't do Leanne. Just Brene Brown and, and Bert. Why not me? Because you don't have a fucking Twitter, and I don't. And the oh, one you do I is Leanne's pussy. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have. And I don't think anyone wants. Hey, Brene Brown. Leanne's pussy wants to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it so, speaks yeah, English. Shout out to no. Brene. Br- I'll do it right now. Um, she wrote this book called Daring Greatly, which I might actually read again. I remember reading that book, going, "Oh my god." Oh my God! Over and over and over again. Her uh, the daring greatly was an amazing book. This is her, um, braving the wilderness is her new book about being okay, being by yourself, and like not. I guess it's kind of a deep theory of we need everybody, but you don't really need anybody. Oh, this is the one about 
Oh, how and it's about the divisiveness in society and how society is now. You're either with us or against us. There's no middle. There's no listening to something opposite than what you feel. If you don't, if you aren't in alignment with me, then you are outside my circle of humanity. You are no longer human, like stuff like that. And she's a sociologist. Um, she was a social worker. She's a really cool lady. I saw her speak, and I like her a lot. And she's from Houston. So you got to like those Texans. How do you spell her name? B-R-E-N-E. Brene. Oh, Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. She's got 460,000 followers. Is that a lot? I'm assuming she doesn't run her social media. I don't know. I'm No, I can tell you she doesn't. Okay. Well, I'm not on social media, so I don't know. I don't want a Twitter account. Yo. I have enough to manage, right? Yeah, you'll get a Twitter. You think? You'll see. My wife is obsessed with your book, and I would love to have you on my podcast. I live in L.A. Hit me up next time you're out here. If you're interested? No. No? Why? Why? Because that's considerate. Hit me up. You're like you're like a hookup. You're like... If you're interested. Thank you. That's a little better. It's a little more considerate. Well, good thing... Voice dial is so accurate. My wife, stat. <laughs> anyway, did I answer your question about why I married you? No. <laughs> no, never did. Maybe it's just one of the great mysteries of the world. Kind of like the pyramids or the Sphinx or the Circle of Rocks in Ireland. What are those called? Stonehenge. Oh, I just texted Brene Brown. Um... Do you think you'll ever have a party podcast where you have white wine and... Oh, uh, Jeannie Turbo is hardcore for the party podcast. Really? Yeah. She wants me to... How often will you have me on your podcast? I don't know. Depends on how good you act, I guess. Uh, By the the way, I'm the biggest get you'll get. Uh, You think so? I know for a fact I am. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I'm podcasting gold. (laughs) You think Uh, so? I've been on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, Have you? More than once. the biggest podcast in the fucking world. More than once. More than (laughs) than once. once. Okay, maybe I'll have you back. Maybe. We'll see. Um, Yeah. Where do you see this podcast going? I don't know. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to enjoy it. And you know what? If if will you ever have a band on here? A band? Yeah, bring like a band. to play music. Play music, like someone you like, like. No, he would never be on my podcast. Don't you do that? I wouldn't even be able to talk. If that man walked in this door, I would no longer be able to talk. There's no way. I met him once, and I could not talk. I was a babbling idiot. So no, that won't ever happen. No. Tweeting him right now. Mm-mm. By the way, if we get him, he's on my podcast and we'll do a swap cast. Yeah, I don't know. Hey. I don't think I could handle it. I think my head would explode. Dwight Yoakam. Oh, love that guy. My wife loves you more than me. (laughs) Dash, any interest on coming on my podcast? Dash, I love you more than my sisters. <laughs> that sounds like a creepy. Dash, FYI. <laughs> that sounds kind of creepy. Okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll cut out my life. My, my wife loves you more than me. Any interest on coming on my podcast? Any interest in is proper grammar. On. In. 
Anyway, I feel like we've gone off the rails a little bit here with your Twitter account, mister. Uh, can, okay, can no, we come back Bob, to it's reality? Your, it's your podcast. Bring yeah, no, but you keep taking it over, as, oh, as you say I yourself. I apologize. So, I'm, uh, I'm Rose McGowan in you. Citizen Rose right here. I, I'm getting, I'm getting uh, I love lambasted. That, I love that what Rose is McGowan says, uh, gaslamped. 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 I love, that's what I love about Marin. Marin would be a good guy to have on your podcast. Oh, he wouldn't come on my podcast. Yeah, he would. Sure. I don't think so. He may not. But uh, he's always good with those uh, virtue signaling. You know what virtue signaling is? No idea. It's when you like say stuff like this. Like, you go, like I'm, I'm a feminist. Like, I'm a feminist. Oh, um, when you qualify things yeah, when before you, you, you say, say it. You say it for them to hear. <laughs> um. I've never raped anybody. But here's the deal. Like, and you just, it's virtue signaling. It's like, uh, I, t- I think Donald Trump is a fucking lunatic. And you're like, no, we get that. We all think that. There's no reason for you to say that. Yeah. Oh, I'm a feminist. No, we we all get that. We're all pro women's rights. Like, virtue. Why signaling. do you think we're like that in society now? Do you think I don't remember? Because they're lying. Really? That's why. Yeah, that's why you virtue signal. That's what happened with Aziz. He was virtue signaling. He was saying, "I'm a feminist. I'm a feminist." He'd go on a fucking talk show and do 30 minutes about being a feminist, oh. and then fucking fish hook a bitch. Like I'd never go on it. I, like if they like, I'm not gonna. Mark Maron told me a very, 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 very funny joke mm-hmm. that I would be treading on right now if I said that made me laugh so hard. And he didn't tell on stage, and I won't. But I won't tell because it's his. Because we were talking about this exact subject backstage. But I, I, that's not my personality. I would never go out and spend my time on Conan or Letterman to talk about what a feminist I am. To cover your tracks. Well, so I, first speak. of all, I'm a regular fucking dude. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty honest with who I am. Yeah. Like, I think I'm a feminist, but you're the one that pointed out, like, just how actual m- misogynistic I can be. Yeah. And so I, I deal with that and I go, okay, I got to figure that out. Yeah. If you ask me if I'm a feminist, I'd probably not. I'd, 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 I'd like to say that I support women's rights and issues. And you're like a meathead feminist. I said, I always I said, I'll be saying this in my act maybe this February, but, uh, I'm woke for 1982. <laughs> I think it's a little later than 82. Maybe 92. 85. I'm not even woke for 92. Not 92? <laughs> maybe maybe 92. My, I don't know. Maybe 92 I'm, is still pretty rough. I'm pretty woke for 1997. When, when am I the woke? Well, it was only 20 years ago, so. Like in 1997, I'm pretty woke. Yeah, you are for, for that even. Because, you know... You had sisters. You have sisters. And I think that was a really big deal for you. As sensitive and sweet as you are deep down inside, you have always had a really soft place for your sisters. But I'd never virtue signal. Like, I just always, it's, it's a humble brag. It's a, it's, hey guys, I'm a good guy. I'm one of the good ones. But you're not the only, but the people you're talking about aren't the only people. Everybody like qualifies themselves before they say a statement that may Some, be against. Sometimes. I think a lot of people do. So, uh, I tell you, I voted for Hillary, but I have to tell you this one thing Trump said made a lot well, of I think sense. That's, that's not, that's not, that's I, not I wouldn't know thing? if that's virtue signaling okay. per se, because that's something you actually did. I think a virtue signal is something where well, you, no, you but actually what you're, what you're communicating is, I don't agree with this guy. I think he's crazy. However, this By one the way, piece, I, I voted for Hillary, but I think fucking Trump is absolutely hilarious. I fucking... Well, yeah, but do you want your president to be hilarious? Well, yeah, we haven't gotten into war yet, and so I'm kind of enjoying this more than Obama. Virtue signaling. You on the phone. No, ready? 
It's a conspicuous expression of moral values done primarily with the intent of enhancing a standing within a social group. So you're saying things specifically so people better. can hear them to make you look better. Got it. I spend a lot of time with the homeless. I, I work with them a lot. It's one of my passions. Right. It's stuff like that. I'm a feminist. I think that's explicitly what Aziz did was virtue signal the fuck out of himself. I'm a feminist, but he's not. He has no interest in women. He's, I mean, not, not, say, not to say that he has no interest in women, but like they're probably fifth on his list. Like him, he's number one. What is number two? His dick. <laughs> his Who left, was number his, three? His, uh, his pointer finger and his middle finger so he can fish hook a bitch. Oh, okay. But like, I, I mean, like I, his career, his comedy, like like a feminist, like Chelsea Handler doesn't virtue signal. No, she's pretty real person, Dude, seems like. She, uh, like, she's sitting, she's in Wisconsin tonight mm-hmm. lobbying for a... Uh, a, a, a statesman, uh, some, I don't know, some lobbyist or for some senator or guy running for Congress. Okay. Who's just a welder. He's a regular guy with a mustache and he looks like nothing and he's wearing a leather jacket as his nice jacket. Yeah. And I went, and I literally, when I heard her say, uh, I'm going to spend more time in activism, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, what? I was like, oh, if we're going to be honest, this isn't a virtue signal. This is the exact opposite of a virtue signal. I was like, oh, your show failed, so then you're just going to parallel into activism. What show failed? Chelsea. Chelsea or Chelsea TV or whatever it's called. I don't think it failed. It's just over. It, it was over. But that's what I thought. But I'm just being honest. Okay, yeah, okay. And and uh, I go, oh, I, a parallel into activism? Sure. Man, that's really what she's doing. Like I didn't realize that like right. she's, she's legit. a person of her word. She's a person of her word. Yeah. And I and I think that made me respect her more because I was so cynical. Right. As a comic, you have to be cynical. I think I think that's part of what I don't know if you have to be cynical, but I think you, you have to you be cynical. Do, you can't be an optimistic comic. comic. I'm not saying they don't optimist. exist. You definitely have to be cautious. No, cynical. Okay. You need to see what someone says and pick it apart and then form your own opinion. Then you have to look at the other side and form an opinion coming from that direction. And then from those two points of view, you have to say, what's the middle ground? And then what's the funniest ground? Right. I think. But Chelsea's doing the fucking Lord's work. She's legit doing it. And I think it's on her dime. She's flying herself out to help get the right people elected. I, I Part of me wants to be like, hey, yo, can you post your politics like on a piece of paper so I can run through them and go, because I'll, I'll send money to these people. Right. Like, I'll support these people, but I don't know. Like, they're not, her Insta stories aren't long enough videos for me to know what their politics are. He just looks like a guy I go bowling with. It's right. so like, oh, I'm in on him. Well, I'm sure you could find it online. It's a lot longer than what I'm looking for in life. <laughs> but yeah, virtue really signaling. That's the thing that I kind of, I'm blown away by. Interesting. It's all, it's what, all that happens on Twitter. Right. Is virtue signaling. My right. favorite people do it. Right. Well, thank you for being so supportive with my starting this podcast. Of course. Thank you. You're a really great teammate. And every what what did you roll your eyes about that for? Well, the name of the podcast is Wife of the Party. It's not Wife of the Teammate. 
But you are a good teammate. I, I think I'm, I'm. I have my moments. You are a really good teammate. You're yeah. a great cheerleader too for everybody, not just for me. I think you, I am. You are. You really like for people to do what they love and succeed at it. And you I do. are very supportive of everybody in your life, people you know and people you don't know. Yeah. It's a really great part of who you are. You're a really great dad, and you're a really great husband. Thank you. Even though you party too much. <laughs> would you change that about me? Uh, I would change it about you only because of your health. Your health is fine, but the math of drinking alcohol and partying like you do, it's just hard on your body. Yeah. So, and I would like to, I know you, I was telling you last night, we we're going to retire and wear our pants too high and whatever. And you were like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. But I would like to be old with you. And that's the only thing that worries me. I don't really care about if drinking had absolutely no effect on your body. I wouldn't care about it at all. If, if someone said you can drink and it's like drinking water, I'd be yes. like, go for it. I don't really give a shit. You, your personality doesn't change. Who you are doesn't change. You're still really happy, really great person when you drink. So that's the only thing that really worries me is that, yeah. you know, it could, have, it could adversely affect your long-term health. Yeah. Edit that out, would you, Halston? Why? I'm joking. <laughs> joking. <laughs> that's true. Other than that, I don't care if you party. I don't care if women take their shirt off and take a picture with you. I think Keep that's that funny. In. Keep that in. <laughs> I, I, I think you're a brilliant comic. I think you're really good at what you do, and you uh. have your own voice, and you really do pick things apart and try to make every single thing you do the very best you can. You're way better at that than I am. I, I'm like good enough's good enough for a lot of stuff, and you would never do that, with, yeah. especially with the things that mean something to you. Now, you know, shit doesn't mean anything to you. There's not so much effort. but with Like putting away suitcases? Yes, or putting your dishes in the sink, or taking out the garbage when it's full. You're, You're just trying keep to change me. Shoving garbage into You're trying to change garbage. Me. I know. I've been trying to change you for years, but my brain doesn't think like that. I know. My brain doesn't think. Oh, you know what I should do is clean up the house. Well, my brain goes. What should we shoot next? It's not. I know your brain's constantly on that. It's, so. it's my brain is obsessive compulsive about stuff uh, based on on creativity of like. What would be a good show to do? What would be like, how could I make this show idea better? How could I, how could, what would be a fun thing to shoot right now? Oh, I got an idea. Oh, I'm going to do this in the bathroom. You are very much that way. It's it, obsessive compulsive. I can't shut it off. No. And so it makes living with me very difficult because I, I literally say. Well, sometimes when you're in this high, what, this is what makes it difficult is sometimes you are so into whatever your idea is, you have no idea what's going on in the rest of the house. So if you need something, it doesn't matter. I could be like juggling a cat, a dog, a kid, homework, this, that. Somebody's got a bloody nose, broken arm. And if you want to shoot something, it better be dropped and shot right then. Or you get upset about it. We talked about that when I got in the shower the other day. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes it would be nice if you'd say, hey, do you have a minute? Yeah. And for me, to, for it to be okay for me to go, I don't write this minute, but I will in five. Leanne, grab my camera. Do this. Do me a favor. Shoot like That's this. Exactly. And I'm and like, I'm walking up, with And then like, pan up and then pan up and come to me. Yeah, yep. And then, uh, all right. All right. You ready? And I watch you go <sighs> with your eyes and I go, okay, never mind. I guess we won't never make mind. Just I guess, forget it. You know Just what? Forget it. Forget it. Fuck uh, the truck. Forget it. Forget it. That's Fuck what Crowfoot happens. Lounge in Detroit, is it, it's February like, 8th in Pontiac. <laughs> because you go, 
I want it the way I want it and I want it right now. And if I say I can give you what you want in like five minutes, it's destroyed and it's an absolute no. Yeah, I know. It's, I have a That's childish... the hard part is that, is that that is the hardest part. I would love it if you had one person in this podcast who had a husband identical to me where you could where you could go like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's obsessive about his creative ideas too like he can't I remember when it happened to me I remember when I remember the first time I ever made myself laugh yeah and I was fucking blown away and I sat in my car and I was laughing hysterically mm -hmm. and I was like I can't believe and by the way I hadn't laughed a ton before that the one time I remember laughing at Ryan Valeris's house at a joke I don't remember what the joke was but I remember laughing harder than I've ever laughed and I was doubled over I remember laughing a few times in high school but not like you know good laughs but not nothing through the roof and then in co and then laughing in college, but I I remember I made people laugh more than I laughed. And then one day, I was in English class and we had a free writing thing, and she said write whatever you want. And I said I don't know what to write. I wouldn't know everyone know what to write. She goes write like you're funny. Write a joke. And I go what's a joke? I don't know how to write a joke. She was like just write something you find ridiculous, something you find ridiculous, and then just start picking apart all the ridiculousness stuff of it. And uh, I was sitting there and I thought of the batter of Battle of Bunker Hill. Yeah. And I thought, I started writing, a, like not a script, but a, 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 a pay, like a th one page of the conversation when the guy says, all right, guys, it's, it's, we're low on ammunition. We're low on spirits. We're stuck on top of this hill. They're charging us in the morning. Um, I want you to wait until you see the whites of their eyes to shoot so we can make sure we have enough ammunition. And then I just heard this guy in the back go, it's, that's really close. <laughs> and I was, and I started giggling and he was like, and then I heard the other guy, the guy go, huh? He was, I mean, it's just like, like what about bell buckles? Cause they're a little <laughs> more identifiable. Like whites of their eyes is really close. Like he's like, I, from where I'm standing, I can barely see the whites of your eyes. I can't even tell what color eyes you have. And the guy's like, yeah, bell buckles would be a better idea. I heard another guy say, and then I heard someone go, what if they don't, they're all, all wearing belt buckles? And he's like, guys, we're not doing belt buckles. I said, watch with their eyes. I'm the boss. I picked the thing. And the guy goes, what if they're wearing sunglasses? And he's like, sunglasses haven't been invented yet. And I kept giggling at this argument I had in my head. And I kept coming up with ideas. I remember walking to my car. I remember the song I listened to when I got in my car because I turned it off because I wanted to keep giggling. And I remember stopping and going, I don't know a lot of people that make themselves giggle like this. Like a lot, not a lot of my friends would be like, just <laughs> like sitting and laughing hysterically at an absurd idea. And it was the first joke I ever wrote, like uh, idea I ever wrote. Right. And then, uh, and then I veered away from that, like sca more sketch based stuff mm -hmm. and got more personal. And I think, I don't even know if I, I mean, I make myself laugh now, but it's, few and far between i think more what i'm doing on stage is is having other people make me laugh and then i share that story I know that's a little bit of a cheat i don't know you mumble to yourself a lot and giggle well, I, I i punch it up so that the words are fun i don't know yeah i don't know but that was the first time i remember my laugh myself laugh how did we get on the subject i have no idea you brought it back to you
We were talking. I was thanking you and talking about how great you are about certain things. Oh, and then you said, but I am hard to live with. And then I said. Oh, being obsessed with jokes. Being obsessed. Well, and also not being able to see outside of whatever you're obsessing about. Uh, yeah, I have a hard time with that. You do have a hard time seeing outside yourself when you're in that highly creative mode. If you're not in the highly creative mode, then it's easier for you to see outside yourself. But when you're on that role of just creating, creating, idea, idea, joke, 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 you you can't even hear anybody talking. And I mean, I'll be having a an eye to eye, eye contact, full eye contact conversation with you and you will have no idea what I've just said. Really? That's when you're in those really creative mo- modes and I'll have to be like. I don't think you heard me. You remember, I know you know what I'm talking about, and you'll say, yeah, I know. I have no idea what you just said. Yeah. So, I shut off a tad bit. What's your wish list of guests that you'd like to have on? Do you have any idea? You well, put any thought into well, that? Well, my friends. Yeah. I'm, Sandy, Kathy, Lynn. Jeannie. Jeannie. Sam Fisher has asked me to be on it a million times. Yeah. I have some friends, too. Um, Tatum's mom, Kathy, Elizabeth Nini's mom. Tracy should be great they'd be awesome so I'm gonna mix up a bunch of moms I'm actually have always wanted to I'm kind of embarrassed to say this because I'm afraid he who would actually come on the podcast is Dr. Drew I would really oh, love Dr. to Drew talk would to definitely Dr. Come on the podcast I wanted to do your podcast with him and I want I have so many questions to ask him I'm so curious about what well, let's he does get him for next week next couple weeks well well, maybe. Let me get my sea legs first a little bit, maybe. He's going to be a hard interview. You think so? Yeah. I know, well, I mean, I know Dr. Drew. Uh-huh. And uh, he's been doing radio for so long. Right. It's very casual to him. Right. So, like, sometimes the th- the th- the question you have, he's probably answered a hundred fucking times. Right. And sometimes he'll be like, he'll be like, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And you'll be like, uh... But you need to be prepared. You, you, you definitely. I mean, I, in my opinion. Well, when he I was love- coming for yours, I almost sat down and wrote a list of questions for you to ask him for me. Like I have that many questions, like questions that lead to questions. Because you know, when I went to college, I went to college to be a counselor, and uh, I've always I've been in therapy for years. Yeah. And I know he's. I don't know if he's a therapist. I know he's a medical doctor. Yeah. And he deals with rehab and stuff but and i have an uncle that was a heroin addict and a schizophrenic and my mother has mental illness you know so in my opinion so good call good uh, save on that so wait for us it is my opinion she's not been diagnosed but in after years of therapy it is my opinion that she's not all there good job keep saying that in my opinion it is in my opinion yeah it's just my opinion but um so yeah, I have a lot of questions for him. I don't I don't know. I mean, I'd love to talk to Push. I just want it to be something fun and and free. And, you know, what's been happening in the few that I've recorded, I think kind of works for me where we we have a jumping off topic and then it just goes wherever it goes. Yeah. And that's what I'm interested in. If we jump off at this place and then end up having a good conversation and we maybe learn something in the conversation, that's awesome. I mean, I would be happy to have my therapist on here, Jackie, but I don't know if she would do that. She's really ethical. I don't know if she, I think she would think that was like a breach of her confidentiality or something to have to ask her but oh, my therapist would do it in a second she's i know he would you should have my therapist on <laughs> i could have your therapist on if he would do that um but i don't know i think i would be interested in talking to um 
I'm really fascinated by how interior designers think. Isn't that kind of boring? <laughs> no, no. But I am. Guys, and, give, uh, give her a list of who you'd like to hear her interview. Yeah. Shoot it to me on my, or no, go to Bert, 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 dot, wait, go, oh, wait, I'm go sorry. Go to wifeotp.com. Wifeotp.com and send an email. Do you know the email yeah. address? Yeah, it's Leanne at wifeotp.com. You can and just email me there directly, or there's a contact section on the website where you can email me through the and site. And if you're interested in buying the book she's reading, there are uh, links through Amazon that she gets paid on, right? Yeah, I, yes. Uh, she gets paid on, so if you buy them, you are donating to the podcast. Right. But they're the books she's reading. So, And, and Leanne's pretty dialed in with like good self-help books. And some of the books are older like i'm rereading i just started rereading the four hour work week which was another book that totally changed my paradigm about our t-shirt business i read that book right when we started the machine shirts and his theory is basically set a system in place where you don't have to run it and it just pays you so that's how I set up our t-shirt business. I built the system that your sister runs. Yeah. And so I don't work very much, hardly at all well, in this like t-shirt to, I'd business. I'd like to hear my sisters on the podcast. Oh, I would love to have your sisters on the podcast. They're fun. Well, they're one of my favorite podcasts I ever did was on my birthday. Yeah. Uh, probably f- four years ago, three years ago. Yeah. My sisters and you were on the podcast. Yeah. It's one of my favorite podcasts. A uh, little, little uh, teaser. Yeah. We got, uh, this is not for you, Leanne, it's for them. Okay. Um, a little teaser. Uh, Isla's very interested in starting her she podcast. She is. <laughs> she feels she has a lot to say. So I think uh, I may have them on my podcast. I would, yeah, I would. Why? I would do it, but I would definitely, I don't know. I don't know. Why? I'd be, I'd be I would, I would be more interested because, it, I don't know, that, that might be too close to church and state being one. I don't, I, I understand your reference, but I don't understand how it relates to that. I would be interested in hearing Isla on mic for one what hour talking world? with her brain. She'd just talk about Ruby the whole time, the anime series Ruby. It would just be a Ruby podcast. Would, She's obsessed with that damn I show. Would, I would definitely release that. Of her just, just talking about Ruby? Because it makes no sense unless you see this show and you you know there's 8,000 characters in this show. The show is so complicated, but Isla feels like she is Ruby. Yeah, she believes, I think, that she actually is Ruby. Because Ruby's mo- Ruby looked exactly like her mom. Yeah, There's so many fucking parallels in Isla's life. Yeah. And so you can't <laughs> not be in the house with her watching Ruby and her not force you to watch For- Ruby. Force. Force. Like, dad, 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 get off the phone. You're missing it. And yeah. I'm like, I, don't, I have no interest in Ruby. Yeah. And then you start going, fine, fuck it, I'll watch Ruby. And then you're like, wait, have we seen this one? And she's like, yeah, we watch them over and over and over again. Yeah, because I would listen to them. an hour. Po- I would, I would listen to an hour podcast for watching Ruby, of her talking about Ruby. Oh my god, that show is going to be the death of me. What we should do is we should do a podcast where we just put Halston in here with Georgia and Isla, and then we write questions that they have to answer. Oh, that's a great idea. What is it that you like about Ruby? What's your favorite episode about Ruby? <laughs> what you, is it that if, you like about your sister? Oh. <laughs> what is it that you think she likes about you? What are the best part? What's the best part about comfortable shoes? Oh, good God. But now you're all focused on Isla. What would you ask Georgia? Uh, why do you talk like shit to your dad? <laughs> because and she, her answer would be because I am 13 and a half. Um, She's totally normal. Are you interested in boys? <laughs> She's... She's not, but she is a bit nervous about this dance. 
I don't blame her. There's a, why? It's just a dance. It's an eighth grade dance. I was never nervous about any of that shit. What's going to happen in an eighth grade dance? She doesn't like any boys. Well, we don't know. She's not sharing that with us. I don't know. I don't think she is. It's, don't say her name. Okay. Her friend is boy crazy. Can you take that boy name crazy. out? <laughs> Just pull that name out. Her, yeah, her, her friend is a bit boy crazy. Yeah, her friends, some of them are boy crazy. Although she doesn't like, the boy she likes doesn't go so okay so good. there'll be no can no you please take oh sorry to, Jesus the, Christ, to their school just and by the way you can just bleep them so that no one hears them and know that leanne is learning here this process oh, come on um so next podcast starts friday what do you mean your next podcast you're gonna shoot friday oh yeah i'm recording week. friday it goes out next week it's gonna be sandy and kathy can i swing in and drop in on a podcast does yeah. it drive that freedom yeah. Because yeah. I think I'm a good podcast guy and I can help direct conversation. Yeah. And and help you. I think I can but, help but wait, curve the learning ask, curve. Well, hold on. Halston, am I okay at directing conversation without Bert? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Halston, don't because, ever forget who pays you. Because okay? it's because, me, not her, Halston. No, because. This podcast isn't generating money right now. <laughs> no, it's not. But I think I've been doing pretty good. But Halston? With, with all this, like. Halston? You, you may need my help to drive. Well, no, I mean, no, but. Of, I, you know, I think I've been doing okay. Yeah, but I don't, have, I don't have a problem going. Sandy, talk about the boat ride over from Vietnam. Well, like, I, I could say that too. Yeah, but I'm a little more crass. That's fine. You can add that crass to it. But I think I'm doing, I, so far, the three or four that I've shot, I've done an okay job. I mean, by no way am I, like, pro. Get off your phone. Sorry. Anyway. Well, um, thanks for doing my first one with me. No, don't mention it. We should, uh, we should, we should end with, like, a, like a, a gossip-worthy. Well, I still don't have a catchphrase. Have we come up with one? No, let's figure it out. We got, I got super creative. Uh, power to the bitches. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what's up? Rogan will say, what's up, freak bitches? What's up, freak bitches? Like, like yeah. Like, what's up, yeah. what the fuckers? Yeah. I don't have anything like that. Wife of the party? What's for dinner? <laughs> what's up, you dumb wops? Wops. Wife of the party? Wife of, wife, wops. What's up, wops? Wife, wops. Wadups. What's up, enablers? I like enablers. How about woe tops? Woe tops. <laughs> you know, this is a great thing to email Leanne at uh, Leanne at wife of the party dot wife OTP dot com. Yeah, wife OTP. Is, is a great intro. So here's this is a great way to start your first podcast. Is it? Listen to me. Okay. Everyone, please throw in their idea of what is a great catchphrase to start off the how about this hey y'all no, no how about that hey y'all we're here today with hi do hi do um no and and leanna will will read them all off so send in all your all your oh, and leanna will read them off on the beginning of the next podcast with her friends yeah that's in the po in here that's funny and so and, and by the way they've got to be here by friday because this part of the podcast comes out on thursday so send them right in and leanna will read them off and then we can vote on them you can vote on them uh, online, Leanne, you definitely need a Twitter to keep up with this. Really? Uh, yeah, you definitely need a Twitter. We can definitely ha use Leanne's pussy, but... I'm not using that Twitter. I'm not. Why not? Because that's disgusting. What if you said, what's up, pussy addicts? No. And that was your, like, intro. What's LPs? up? LPs? What's up, LP? No, that's little people. Oh. <laughs> what's <is> LPs? <laughs> I think 
bunch of beers. What's up, LPs? What's up, LPs? Well, I mean, Leon's pussy. LPs? Oh, I can't believe. <laughs> What's up, LPs? <laughs> oh, oh. Well, at least it's not LBSs. <laughs> Bounce, get it oh, bounce. back to the Leantics. <laughs> you better, A. Halston, you better call her on Leantics. Leans, Leantics. Oh, uh, whatever. What's up, Lenatics? No. Leantics? What's up, party people? What's up, wife of the party people? What's wife up? is too wordy. What's up, p- pussy addicts? Put pussy footers? What's up? <laughs> Cock suckers, what's up, you <laughs> assholes, you piece of shit, <laughs> you dog dark dicks? I don't think what's that up, for me. Sh- what's up, the shit on the tip of the dick after anal? Disgusting. I'm just trying to come up no. with something. You can't ever say that anything's a bad idea. It's all free form. That was a bad idea. I might have a cigar. Oh, good for you. I'm getting my eight, 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 baby. Yeah. Gotta get my eight I'll hours give sleep. You your eight. I bet you will. I think you got your eight last night. I was waiting for you to go. You mean six? (laughs) (laughs) I think my dick's getting smaller. Are you going to talk about sex with me? With you? Like on the podcast? You know, I think some things should just be left. No, you got it. No, no, no. No, no, no. Everything. No, some things. You know what? We are really married. This is not like some sham fake marriage. We're really married. And there's some things I just don't think we should discuss. My opening joke is about blowjobs. Yeah, that's your business. But that's not me talking about it. Okay. And I, you know what? I don't think that that's super necessary. I think that's, we should keep some things just for ourselves. All right. I mean, I really do think that. You ever going to do a podcast with just you and Halston? Where he runs through the news events and you just, I don't even know about that. Well, that would be every news event. <laughs> I don't even know about that. Let's see. Let's see what you think on, uh, you ready? On the news events of today, mm-hmm. just to get a vibe of whether or not you could go this way. Oh, shit. Hope Hicks could implicate, could be implicated in a plot to, for obstruction of justice. Who's Hope Hicks? Okay. Okay. Keep going. Who is that? Keep going. No, who is that really? No, I don't know either. Oh. Michelle Obama finally reveals what Melina Trump gave her on inauguration day. Melania Trump? That's her. Okay. Coachella co-owner continues to donate money to anti-LBGQT group Pitchfork Fines. To anti-LBGTQ. Okay. I wouldn't do like, I wouldn't do news subjects per se. I don't think they're your strong suit. Uh, thanks. Thanks for qualifying that. I never asked to do new shit. Okay, I'm just putting it by you. You know, we're, we're testing things out. Are, are we? This, yeah, this is our, our test flight. Whose podcast is this? This who's, is the monkey flight. The monkey flight. Whose podcast is this? Okay. Well, then wrap it up with me. Close the interview out with me. I've been trying to. I actually tried twice and you brought it back to you. <laughs> I've been trying. You're bossing me around. All right. Thank you for doing this with me. I love you. I love you very much. Thank you for all. I love you more than I've ever loved anyone in my entire life. Yeah. I love you more than I've ever loved anyone in my entire life except for our children. I love my children more than you. Yeah. You're supposed to. It's just different. Guy comes in the house. Gun. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm letting three of you out of here. You got five seconds. Who is it? It's you and my kids. Oh, I agree. (laughs) because <laughs> i make money so like it's like better that i no. keep no no it's you it's you and my kids because i know how to use the gun okay well <laughs> as long as we agree on that <laughs> you know i'd definitely be like are you sure about this all right you're cool she said it she said answer first i did not answer <laughs> just I know. let it be known i didn't answer <laughs> i know 
uh, bear comes after uh, me and the girls and you. We're hiking. I grab some marshmallows. Oh, <laughs> I love your aunt Leantics. You like my Leantics? Oh, by the way, can someone please make, we need to make Leantics shirts with a shot of you going. <laughs> Why? We need, oh, that's another thing we need is we need merch. Why do we need merch? I don't, I, who am I to be selling merch? I don't need any kind of merch. Look, let me tell you something. Maybe I'll make a sticker. Maybe you don't know this. I'm okay. going to share something with you to end this off. Okay. Okay. Maybe I told you this. Maybe I didn't. I know Halston's definitely heard this. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I know a lot of you have heard this. Guy in West Palm came up to me at the end of a show. He was drunk. He was shirtless. Is this about the fan? Yes. Yeah. You told me this. You please tell it again so people can hear it. And he said, hey, man, just so you know, I'm a fan. This changed the way I, I perceived everything in life. Mm-hmm. So I think I felt like a guilt for wanting to succeed or wanting to. Yeah. I felt this survivor's remorse. And it's a little bit, you feel like, am I being arrogant? Am I being conceited? Yeah. Am I or being am conceited? I, am yeah. I, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, am I doing a meet and greet? Is that, is that, is that, that's not ego. I'm not doing it for ego, but am I, have I confused ego with want like mm-hmm. do do they really want to meet me or do right. is that my ego saying Bert you need to do this because that's who you are like it right, right. really kind of fucked me up this whole year's fucked me up a little bit in a lot of ways but that's also because I overanalyze things and I'm cynical so I, I pick apart things mm-hmm. and I listen to my friends not doing meet and greets they just won't do them right and they're like no I'm not doing that I'm fucking going home right. and part of me is like no I, I agree with that I, maybe I should go home but I'm still doing them and I, by the way I'm also telling still telling the machine story Guy comes up to me, shirtless, drunk. I know I've told this to you. I apologize. And he explained, in short, he explained the definition of a fan. He said, I'm your fan. A fan wants you to succeed. A fan wants you to be happy. When you succeed, I feel like I've succeeded. Right. And in that m- moment, I realized I'm a fan of a lot of shit. Yeah. I'm a fan of Brian Callens. Right. This is going to sound so silly because Brian and I don't spend any time together. We barely know each other. But I've listened to him on podcasts for fucking years and consistently I get excited when I see him on a podcast and I I grow by listening to him on a podcast and I feel like sometimes I feel like we're friends when I know we're technically not friends like I don't I, I, I don't I have his phone number but like and I could call him but I I couldn't be like hey what are you doing tonight right like, huh but I'm a fan of his. I've been a fan of his for probably seven years. Yeah. And when he got the Goldbergs, I knew what was going on with that. I don't know what's going on now, but I knew that they shot a pilot. I knew that the pilot, I don't think, didn't go, or maybe it did. But they, they aired it on the Goldbergs. Uh, they When the Goldbergs were supposed to air, they just aired his pilot. It was a spinoff. Yeah. And they aired it. I tweeted, I to- I tweeted about it. I posted it on Instagram. And I watched it with the girls. Yeah. Not because, not because of any other reason, but that I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Brian Callens. Right. I go want him to succeed. I get happy when when good things happen to him because he's such a good guy. I get happy. Right. When he does a good post on Instagram, I get happy. It makes me happy. Right. And I think that the, the idea of a fan, as opposed to like what we thought fans were in 1975 mm. or 76 or, or 85. It's changed drastically. I've been a fan of Joe Rogan's for long before I ever knew that guy. Right. I just liked the way he thought of things. I, and I, when the Carlos thing went down, I was I was outraged. 
Right. I was outraged that he got kicked out of the store. Yeah. I was outraged that people were saying on his on his MySpace timeline. I was outraged. I was angry, and I would fight with people. Mm-hmm. And that's what a fan is. Tommy is one of my maybe my best friend. Tommy and Ari are my two people I talk to the most, probably. Right. You know when Tommy goes through shit, I go through it also. Yeah. And when I see him get past shit, like the Louisiana stuff, yeah. and I see him sell out two theaters back to back to back, when I see that, mm-hmm. I get so excited, I call him. Right. And I go, dude, I'm so fucking pumped you did that, man. Right. Like, that is so badass. Right. And he's like, dude, I, I can't believe it. And I'm like, I'm so, like, that's what a fan is. Now, you've been on my podcast probably 30 times. No. On the intros. Oh, on the intros, yeah. There are people that know you that root for you, that hear you, and then enjoy you and are slowly becoming your fans. So don't not embrace someone allowing the allowing someone the opportunity to root for you. Because, look, I'm a fan of fucking Adam Carolla's wife. I just saw her in a couple pictures. I listened to a podcast she did. She used to have a podcast with her friends. And I was like, what a cool chick, man. She's married to Adam Carolla. Like, Adam's got to be a pretty difficult person to be married to. And I, I became a fan of hers. And I remember talking to Adam about him. He's like, how do you know who my wife is? And I was like, she's out there. But it's like, allow people to become your fans. Allow this to be what it is. Allow this to get bigger than you thought it was going to be. And allow yourself to get fans. And allow yourself to do merch. And allow yourself to have someone that sits at home and goes, I identify with her. And I want to wear that shirt tomorrow. And I want to feel powerful when I wear that shirt. Look, the two biggest things I've done in, in for Travel Channel, I jumped off the world's tallest stadium. There's, it's no accident that I wore Rogan's shirt. Right. I wore Rogan's shirt out of strength. Right. Like going like, dude, this is my team. These are my guys. I'm doing something I'm terrified of today. And if I have Rogan's shirt on, then and everyone in the crew fist bumped me. And they're like, JRE, huh? I was like, dude, I'm jumping off a fucking stadium today. Right. JRE. Fucking. And that that is allow people to be your fans. Allow this to be bigger than you think it's going to be. And allow this to be whatever it is. I think you're beautiful. I think you're strong. I think you're the most intelligent person I know. Aw, thanks, babe. And I love you more than anyone in the world other than those two girls. Thank you, babe. I love you, too. I love them so much more than I love you. I know. Same, same. Guy comes in, I'm totally letting you take the bullet. (laughs) Um, But have fun with it. Have fun with it. I plan on having fun with it. So far, I've had a lot of fun. And I was saying to Halston, I tried to do one by myself where I just talked to the mic by myself. It was not fun. But when I talk to my friends, I have fun. And the whole point for me is for whoever's listening, I hope that they have fun too. And maybe we learn something and maybe we don't. Maybe it's just pure fun. And that's the whole point. It should, it may, like if you don't learn anything, fine. If you giggle, fine. Yeah, it's just, I just want you to have fun. And by the way, if it's boring and they turn it off, that's fine also. That's also fine. Yeah, that's okay. I'm it's not a learning be curve. for you're everybody. Not, you you, there's no ratings involved no, in this. No, I don't know. There's not. I really, I, you know, I always say this. I like the two words, grace and gratitude. I am so grateful for the people in my life. I think it took me a long time to figure out who I was and what that meant in the context of friendship and partnership with people. And if this podcast extends that to the people listening to it, right. think about what a gift it is. Well, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking is that I'm so grateful that I got to, I'm really grateful that I became who I am because where I started, I should not be who I am. And that and is, and you're under speaking that. 
where you started is you should not be here. No, I should not be here. So I am very aware of that. And I'm also very aware that my curiosity and my want for happiness, not for, just for, for happiness. I, I just always wanted to be happy uh, more than anything else. I think being curious and asking questions, how do you get happy? Can I read this book and find something that helps me be more happy? Just like reading a book about sleep helped me figure out how to make myself more happy. Yeah. That That is something that I think, I, I don't know, maybe people would enjoy or maybe could use what I've learned to be happy too. Is being happy is contagious, and I think it's very healing when you find when you when you're in a place of being happy and being full of gratitude. And I'm very very aware that I'm lucky and that I have earned this life because it didn't come for free. It came with a lot of hard work and a lot of a lot self of getting mugged in the middle of the night in New York. A lot of getting mugged. Kicked a lot out of, of a house with a cat. And that's being and homeless, homeless in New York with the for cat. 10 days and moving out to L.A. Moving out to L.A. with no air conditioning. And, uh, you moved out here. Crazy friends. Crazy friends. Crazy parents. Guys with small dicks that you had to upgrade to a big dick. Uh, totally. That was the worst part. Thank God I've been set free where that's concerned. I know, right? You know. I mean, everybody has a story, too. I don't mean to say that mine is any more or less important than anybody else's. I'd love to see you do a, a caller one where we have phone calls in. Well, I could do that. I would I love mean, to see that as well. I'd love to see, I'd love really to see you try how, everything. How do you do that? I don't super even know easy, how. I don't super know how fucking do easy. But anyway, I don't know. I think, I think, I think it's really, it, whatever part of my personality or brain that decided that I was going to figure out why I was unhappy and change it, I'm really grateful for because I really did not have that skill set or that toolbox at all and had to figure that all out on my own. So I think now at this age, I've, I've just, you know, I feel like that's really a cool thing to share. And if I, I keep look, and another thing is when I started listening to podcasts, I started looking for something that I could connect to on a regular basis. So what I fell into were these serial podcasts like uh, Up and Vanished or, you know, these um, true crime podcasts. Yeah. And after I'd listened to so many of them, I was like, wow, this is so heavy. And it's about murder. I mean, I'd much rather tune in where I, I like hear the same or similar people every day that I would enjoy. And I hadn't really found that. You know, I found this one person that does these two women that do this they evaluate a self-help book and follow the rules of the self-help book for two weeks and then report on how that goes and I was so excited to find that podcast and I couldn't stomach it I couldn't do it so I kept looking for these podcasts where I, I that I kept wanting to go back to and I just couldn't find it and I was like well maybe I should make that maybe I should make that for other people because God knows I put my wireless headphones on and fold laundry and I would listen to a podcast while I'm folding laundry you know that would be much more enjoyable than just sitting there folding laundry and how many women on this planet are doing that too you know you'd be shocked I, I'm consistently shocked that anyone that does housework listens to my podcast but there's a lot of women that like, oh, it's like that do housework and listen to my podcast and I always go 
I always go like, I, you know, I didn't see you coming. Like I, right. It's like a portable version of the view. Like if you're going to watch the view, you got to sit in front of the television. I've never watched the view. That's never been my thing. But when I first, when I first thought about this, I thought if you, if I had the view where it wasn't visual or something like that, where I could check in with some people I felt like I was friends with or that I knew, because I think that's what the view does is that they draw their viewers into feeling like you really know who those women are. So, I was like, if I could do that, but it was auditory, I would listen to that all day because I'm I'm doing housework or uh-huh, running yeah. errands and if it wasn't all day. Like, uh, three minute clips of topic bites, and they were and they could expound, and everyone could give their point of view. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, you know, who knows what this will develop into? I definitely have some opinionated friends. I have articulate, intelligent, opinionated friends, and they are not afraid to voice their opinion, and that's great. A couple of Catholics that turned Jew. Yeah, I got a couple of Catholics that turned Jew. <laughs> uh, I got a couple do, Jews. A couple Jews. And an immigrant. Got an immigrant in there. A, a refugee immigrant. I'm excited for it. I can't, you know what I can't wait for? What? To listen to it on an airplane. Aw, thanks, babe. It's my favorite part of listen, I get on an airplane and I go, ooh, oh, I get so excited. Oh, look at what's, oh, can't wait. I can't wait, baby. I'm very proud of you. I'm very excited for you. Thank you. And congratulations. You've just posted your first podcast. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for listening. But thank them. Don't thank me. I mean, I, oh, I forgot I was on camera. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, you need a, a sign off. I was. I used okay. to say I love you, and then one guy shit on me. Tune in next week for more from the wife of the party. How about that? <laughs> was that another Leantic? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> We should